You know what that reminds me of? Wormhole in New York. Now, <laughs> well, guys, it's that time. It's Tucker Talkies. It's time for Tucker Talkies, where we talk to Talkies. And this week we're talking about baseball. No! No, we're done with that. There's nobody in the stands anymore. Oh, yeah. It's like a Montreal Expos game. What's really funny is, like, no one's there, and they get six runs in the first inning. It's like, hey, we play better without you. (laughs) Setting a precedent for all future games. No, guys, this week we are going to assemble the Avengers because Age of Ultron comes out this weekend. I am pumped. Dan is pumped. I assume Dan is pumped. Tomorrow. Yes, Saturday for me, but either way. I'm going to the 9.45 a.m. showing. Nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Awesome. So I'm getting up really early for me. Yeah, for you, that is really early. It's probably late for most other people in the world. <laughs> when For 9.45, at that point, I will have already been working for two hours. Uh, I'll be up at 8. Gotta do stuff. Yeah. But uh, we're going to talk about regular Avengers. Anyway, I'm Dan, and that's Chris. Yep. And we are presented in part by GiantMediaBall.com. It's like a it, giant ball of media. Without the fleas. Zero fleas. Hashtag no fleas. No fleas. No fleas. All right, so we're talking about the um, Marvel's The Avengers. Yeah, to prepare for Age of Ultron, Dan and I have watched all ten movies leading up to Age of Ultron, and we're going to kind of mention them as we talk about the Avengers. I even watched the one-shots, the little the little short films. Nice. Some of them, they're pretty good, actually. I've heard, yeah. I haven't really seen any of them. Not too bad. Like, the longest one is, like, 15 minutes. Some of them have some pretty major stuff that could come up later. Like, especially the, um... The one about uh, Mandarin in, in prison. That one has some major stuff in it. So, that could come back. It might come back in Doctor Strange, actually. Could be weird. But anyway, it's time for Tay Avengers. Alright, so this is about uh, John Steed and Mrs. Peel. Miss Peel? <laughs> And yes. they are British secret agents. Yes, of course. Because that's the Avengers we're talking about, right? Oh, wait, Marvel's the Avengers. Yes, greatest superhero movie of all time. Or, or I like how they do that here, because there was that Avengers movie. But over in England, it was called Avengers Assemble because, that's because of the, the other... They Avengers. already have the Avengers. So, yes. Marvel's the Avengers. So, in the Avengers, things They happen. are marvelous. Things happen. The end. Avengers win. Oh, spoiler alert. Avengers win. I saw someone like, if you post Age of Ultron spoilers, I will stab you. And I'm like, Avengers win, LOL. 
So this is um, The Avengers. We have a continuation from almost all of the movies before it. Uh, we start with they got the Tesseract is back, which was in Captain America movie. Yep. Part of the Hydra plan, but actually ties into the Thor mythology. Yes. And it's part, it is one of the infinity gems or stones, whatever the frick they're yes. referring to it. So, as. so as, as the comic expert here, what exactly is the Tesseract specifically? It's uh, based off the cosmic cube. Which basically that the, the holder has can do all kinds of crazy things. Okay, and that's um and that's Which part the of the Red Skull had Red Skull had that in World War Two, right? Now I'm the go-to comic expert, and I'm like no comic expert. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna know way more than me. Yeah, so. Tesseract's basically the cosmic cube, um, but they're using it as somehow they're going to get these all into a glove. It's going to be weird, including the ether from uh, from the Dark World. I don't know how they're going to get that in the glove, but hey, and the Infinity Gauntlet. But hey, it's crazy. So what's happening is the Tesseract is turned itself on all of a sudden, and Shield is dealing with it. So. We get everyone's coming together. Well, not everyone. I mean, we get we get Colson. We meet Maria Hill for the first time, which is Colby Smolders. And we see Hawkeye and uh, Dr. Selvig from Thor. And they're just like, it's turned itself on. It's weird. Like, it doesn't, it creates a doorway and maybe someone on the other side is. And then Loki shows up. <laughs> Loki's all like, sup. Sup, bruh? I got the Loki pokey stick. And so he just starts killing people, and then he kicks a handful of people and, like, possesses their soul with the Loki pokey stick. And he does that to to Dr. Selvig and to Hawkeye and to a couple other people because he needs to help him to help them, them to help him open up the Tesseract thing so they can bring in the Chitari and to invade and then when the Chitari take over he'll be the king of earth or so his plan is yes. so there's chasing and they're chasing them and then there's boom boom booms but nothing but they got nothing and now we start being introduced to all the people and they're like well Loki's here he's got the thing that's not good so we gotta try to get the Avengers together because it didn't work. It got canceled by the Shield peoples, the whatever they call them, the committee or whatever. So we see what Captain America's up to. He's start. He's trying to acclimate himself to the future, seventy years in the future. But we just basically see him. He's just working out. He's beating the hell out of a punching bag. Yep. Until he breaks it, but he's got a line of backup punching <laughs> bags. And then uh, and Fury shows up and he's all like, hey, check this out. And he's all like, oh, this Tesseract is terrible. You should have kept it in the water. Howard Stark is a dum-dum. It always comes back to those damn Starks. Uh, and is next we find out what Tony Stark's doing. 
Right? They're putting the yeah. finishing touches on Stark Tower in, in New York. Yep. And that's all happening, and then Coulson shows up. And this is when uh, we learn that his first name is Phil, or at least Tony Stark learns that his first name is Phil. He thought his first name was Agent. <laughs> I love Tony Stark. Uh, so yeah, he gives him the info, so he's looking at everything that's happening. Captain America's got the info. Uh, oh, before this is the cool Black Widow scene, where she's where tied she- to a chair and she's being like interrogated by... By some guys, and then like she gets the phone call from Coulson, and she's all like, "I'm in the middle of an interrogation. This idiot's telling me everything." <laughs> and he's like, "Say what?" And then she just and he's like, "Well, we need you now, so uh, finish that." So she just beats them all up while tied to the chair, and so she's got to go collect Bruce Banner, who's like in Malaysia or something like that. And she tricks him to get in alone on the outskirts of town, and they talk, and he decides to go. <laughs> Who else is going on now? Uh, I think you've covered most of It's been of, a couple like, of the, days, because I think I watched it on Yeah, TV. I think you've covered most of the intros pieces here. So Hawkeye is off with Loki and Dr. Selvig. The right. group's starting to come together on the helicarrier, and they all have, like, their jobs, right? Like, Banner's supposed to tr- help t- track down the Tesseract, because the Tesseract gives off a gamma signature, and he's the best gamma guy out there. Uh, you know, everyone has their own yeah. little thing to do right now. Right, because uh, we, we, you talked about how um, how Black Widow went off and recruited Bruce Banner. Yeah, they didn't... They don't want the Hulk. Yeah, they want Bruce. They need Bruce Banner. Uh, Hawkeye says, uh, no, Dr. Selvig says he needs some iridium, right? He needs iridium. And Hawkeye's like, well, I need a distraction and an eyeball. So cue the awesome scene where Loki just shows up in Stuttgart, uh, attacks a guy, rips his eyeball out so he can get scanned. So Hawkeye could break into some lab and steal the iridium. <laughs> that's a freaking that's a crazy scene. And then this is when Loki comes out and tells everyone to kneel kneel before Zod. And then Captain America fights him for a while. And then all of a sudden, in the middle of the fight, when things are starting to turn a little bit towards Loki's advantage, all of a sudden you start hearing Shoot to Thrill by ACDC. And a freaking Iron Man shows up. And Loki just goes, and they're they're flying back on the Quinjet, and then all of a sudden it just starts storming out of nowhere, and then they get hit by lightning, and Thor's here, and he just grabs Loki and takes off, and then everyone else is like, uh, okay, I guess we gotta take care of that. (laughs) So then, just like a really cool little fight scene between Thor and Iron Man and then all of a sudden Captain America shows up and he's like, please put the hammer down. And he's like, no, don't say that. He loves the hammer. <laughs> so he, he has like a big jump hammer strike, but he hits the, he hits Captain America's shield, which is made of vibranium, so it doesn't do anything to him. So that's that big concussive force throughout the, uh, throughout the forest, knocks down all the trees and stuff. Pretty cool little scene. 
with the fight and the with the stuff and the things. It's a. Uh... It's all Joss Whedon's sense of humor. <laughs> and it works. It's really cool. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. So they, they're they on the helicarrier. Oh, I love the, the scene where they first get to the helicarrier. And she's like, you guys might want to go inside because it's about to get weird or whatever, get breezy or whatever. And she's like... Oh, this is a submersible? That's what you want me in, right? Panner says. He's like, You uh, guys put me in a pressurized tube? And then, he re- then they realize that it's going into the air. He's like, oh, that's much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that I didn't hate Norton's Hulk film, but because I saw it after I saw The Avengers, I didn't like it nearly as much as I probably could have, and that's because of the job that Ruffalo does as the Hulk. He's really good, Bruce Banner. I kind of liked um, Edward Norton one. I like it had, it had cool callbacks to the to the TV show. Yeah. Well, of the ten of these movies leading up to Ultron, I'd probably put that at the bottom of my list. But that doesn't mean I didn't like it. It just means that there were nine other movies I liked more than that one. Yeah. I like. I mean, I like all of them. All ten movies, so so it's all good. It's all good. Uh, that guy is playing Galaga. He thought we didn't, we wouldn't see him. I love that line, but we did. Look at the end of the scene. He goes too. back to playing. <laughs> he looks around to see no one's looking, and he <laughs> that guy is playing Galaga. Uh, so look being held. In a prison that was actually made for the Hulk. Yep, but now Loki's in there. But Loki's in there. And Loki had planned it all along that the Hulk was going to go crazy and tear everything apart. And then at the same time, they're going to get attacked. And there's all kinds of stuff going on, all kinds of intrigue and stuff going on for like the next 20, 30 minutes. But not a whole lot of action going on in this section. This is the story part. Right, this is the big storyline. This, this is, is this is the build up to the pay-per-view. This is, this is the twenty minute promo <laughs> at the beginning of Raw. Yep. Uh this is when everyone finds out, oh, Shield's secrets and they find out that they've been making weapons based on the Tesseract stuff, which is what the Red Skull did back in World War Two. And it's all secretive, and Iron Man's got all the stuff, and everyone's getting mad at each other. And then uh, Banner turns into the Hulk, and he has a fight with yeah, Black but Widow. Then this is when Hawkeye and the other guys that got turned attack. This is when the heels attack. This is, this is when the heels attack. Uh, they take out one of the turbines, and then they disable one of the other ones, so they're dropping... Uh, Everyone was about to fight, but this attack happened. But this made Banner angry enough to turn into the Hulk. And the person nearest him is the Black Widow. So he starts chasing her around, destroying everything. Meanwhile, Iron Man and Captain America are trying to fix the broken turbine. Uh, else, well, and then uh, Black Widow gets away from the Hulk because Thor shows up. So they start fighting. Thor and the Hulk start fighting. Uh, cool part, he throws Mjolnir at him, and then 
uh, he like catches it. <laughs> and he starts to, tries to pick it back up, and the Hulk can't. <laughs> uh, so Hulk and Thor are fighting all around. They're they're staying mostly in the under under deck with the with the Quinjets uh, for most of their fight. After all the terrassing around inside, this is when Black Widow goes after Hawkeye, and and Captain America is getting attacked by the guys when he's supposed to be throwing the switch so. Iron Man can get out of the propellers. <laughs> he gets stuck in the propellers after clearing it out because he's supposed to slow it down enough for him to leave, and he just barely gets Iron Man out in time. These are all, this is this is all happening at the same time, and it's and like every little thing is pretty cool, and it's all happening at the same time. Right, and it all ties into one big thing. Uh, so what ends up happening is. Thor ends up inside of the cage as, as Loki has gotten out. Uh, Loki drops him, which is what, they, what they're going to do. Because underneath the cage is just an open thing they can open up, and then you can just drop you out of the helicarrier. Which is hell of a way to go. Yeah. Uh, Thor gets out. The Hulk uh, jumps out of Quinjet. And can't jump back onto the helicarrier, so he just falls. So the Hulk falls, Thor's fall, Thor falls, uh, and what's what's going on? Uh, the, oh yeah, Black Widow has hit <laughs> Hawkeye in the head really hard. Yeah, and then it that breaks his mind control <laughs> to recalibrate his brain. <laughs> right, but then Loki so is. Oh yeah, Loki's Lo- leaving, but Coulson shows up. And he's got a big gun, and he says, "Oh, this we developed after you sent the dev- the the destroyer armor down. I don't even know what it does." But Loki does his little mirror trick, and he stabs him in the back. Yeah, and Coulson goes down. That was the sad moment when Coulson gets killed, and then Loki. That's when Loki sends Thor down, and then Coulson's like. You're going to lose because you lack conviction. And then Loki starts like a freaking soliloquy and then he just shoots him with the gun. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's what it does. And then Coulson dies. I know. Wah, wah. And then like it comes the part where where uh, Fury like fabricates that he had the, the, the trading cards with him or whatever. Because, which is the funny thing is he's going to give this big heartwarming speech to rally the troops and only Captain America and Iron Man are there to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> because Thor has fallen to Earth and Hulk has fallen to Earth and and Black Widow's with Hawkeye in like in, in the... The bowels of the ship. Yeah, in like the medical area. But he gives this rousing speech. Yeah. And then they go... They go to the scene where it all happened, and he's like, oh, look, he's a prima donna. He he wants to do this. He wants that. He wants the world to see. He wants to erect a, a monument with his name on it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> of course he's going to put the thing on top of Stark Tower. Of course, where else would it go? And he has self the sky. still under mind control, be the one to do it. 
So he's using the Tesseract to open the portal to wherever the Chitari are. It's time to assemble the Avengers. Now, I don't really know if we can talk about the fight so much in detail. It's one of those things that you really have to just, you have to just see. And you know what? And I really, I really like how the fight was put together and how it was shot. And I like that there are a couple of sequences where they stop fighting to go and help people. It's almost as if it was a well-booked main event. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Banner shows up on a motorcycle and he says that that the he found he found the way to stay from getting angry. It's to always be angry. <laughs> He's, his secret is that he's always angry. Uh, it's so good. My favorite part is when it's when Captain Rogers dishes out the orders. Like Iron Man, you do this. I need I need Hawkeye up there. You need to be my eyes. You know we're gonna stay down here and fight with Black Widow. You know Thor, go take out Loki. He goes and Hulk, smash. <laughs> the Hulk just looks at him like, huh? Yeah. And he goes, smash. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and smash he does. Indeed. He does a lot of work to kill, like, five guys. Uh, so then then comes, like, yeah, like, this is when they're all together now. Because like, they fought for a little bit before uh, before Hulk showed up or before even Thor showed up. I well, think. They, they fight the first warriors and they fight the giant thing. Yes, because he's bringing the party to them. Right. And then... And Everybody was like, I don't see how that's a party. <laughs> the part where she's like right next to Hawkeye fighting and she's like, this is just like Budapest. And then he says, you got to remember Budapest differently. I hope they do a flashback to that. Like what exactly? Like I'm sure like the one scene where, uh, where Stark gets all the info and he's looking at all the people's bios I'm pretty sure the picture, the video of them next to each other fighting, that's probably footage from Budapest. Right. Because it's all like, it's all, and that's the cool thing too, is they hide, they hid in there like footage from the other, all the other movies. Like it's a cool thing, like they did in the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who special, how they hid all the old stuff in there. Right. So, it's like, it's just a well-booked, it's a well-booked WrestleMania event. Uh, and also, the other thing I like about about how this scene was shot is they show up what each one of them are doing, but like they do it in a, such a cool way because like hardly any of them are together for for most of the fight. So like it pans, it pans up. And there's Hawkeye calling out things and shooting things. And then we follow one of his arrows and boom, that's where Iron Man is. And he's bebopping around and, and shooting things. And yeah, then, it's crazy how well, then, how well directed And all of a sudden, oh, Hulk's on top of one of the big things. And he's fighting. And then, and then uh, he passes Thor. And then Thor flies by Captain America and, and Black Widow. And it was awesome how they, how they did some of those shots. Make it seem like it's a one shot, but of course, it's obviously nothing. None of that was real. Uh, I I just I really love how the how the battle was shot and put together. It was just so well done. 
Yeah, it's really, really freaking good. I love it. I love it. I like it a lot. So the S.H.I.E.L.D. peoples are like, uh, we need to send a nuke. And Fury's like, nope. And they're like, LOL, doing it anyway. Yeah, what a dick. So there's a nuclear missile heading to New York. And around now is when they figure out, oh, the Loki Scepter can intercept the, in the Tesseract's field because it's the same power source or whatever. So you can do that. And you're like, no, I gotta put the bomb up there. So freaking Iron Man goes through the portal into the other universe <laughs> with a nuclear bomb. <laughs> freaking craziness. And uh, the bomb goes off and like destroys their mothership and he falls down, but they're like, no, he's taking too long. We have to close it. It sucks. But he just falls right through at the last second. He Tony Starks did did it. Did and he it. falls? And they're like, uh, he's not slowing down. So Thor gets ready to run up there, but then all of a sudden the Hulk just jumps up and catches him. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. So I'm going to rip the mask off, but he's not moving or breathing. So they're like, uh... <laughs> this, is my, this is the best part, how they wake him up. <laughs> they're like, uh, do we do mouth to mouth? But the Hulk's just like, fuck that. And he just roars really loud and freaking... Iron Man just goes, whoa! Tell me no one kissed me. <laughs> Tell me no one kissed me. Uh, and then he's like, oh, hey, there's like a shawarma place down a couple of blocks. You want to go get some? I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but I want some. Like, nope, we're not done yet. We have to go take care of Loki. <laughs> oh, yeah, during the fight, the Hulk runs into Loki and... Loki just, like, yells at him, so he just grabs him and ragdolls him around. <laughs> that's, that was, that's also one of the best parts. That's a funny scene. Puny god. And he just says puny god. <laughs> and then it basically ends with, uh... They take the Tesseract back to Asgard, and everybody kind of goes their separate ways, and they're all Ish. accusing Nick Fury, like, so what happens now? He goes, they'll be there. They'll be close by. When we need them. They go separate ways-ish, right? Because Banner went with Stark, and... Yeah. And Widow went with Hawkeye. We haven't seen Hawkeye since then, by the way. No, we haven't. Everybody else has shown up in movies, or even each other's movies. Yeah, and now that I've actually seen all of them, I got, like, the, uh, the reference to the twins, which was the Winter Soldier extra scene. Yep. Oh, and can we... Did I mention how much I love the post credit scene for Iron Man 3 when he's on the psychiatrist's <laughs> bed and Bruce Banner's, like, falling asleep listening to him? It was, uh, you were in an elevator? <laughs> it's like the frickin' first scene! <laughs> I just love that. So you didn't hear any of that. It's just, I'm not that kind of doctor. I don't have the, what, the time, the temperament. <laughs> I love the the ones that don't really have any consequence are like the more the ones that are actually more fun. Yeah. Some of the ones are like very important post credit sequences and And then this one has the shawarma scene. Which, uh fun fact, the reason why Captain America has his hand over his face 
is because Chris Evans had started shooting Snowpiercer where he has a full beard. <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, we can't cut it off because he's still shooting that movie. So they're like, let's cover it up with makeup. And they did a terrible job. So they're just like, just cover your face. So that's why he's got his hand on his face the entire post credit sequence. <laughs> they could have just had him with his back to the camera instead of Jeremy Renner, but I guess they just figured that would be easier. Because uh, <laughs> uh, it was shot like way well after the rest of the movie. So. Yeah. But I love how all the post credit scenes before the Avengers led up to this, and now all the ones after are starting to lead up to what's going to happen in Age of Ultron. Um, I like the tie-ins with the Infinity Stones, and now Thanos is the big bad in the Infinity War, right? Yes. Which okay, and we finally well we we saw him in the mid credits, yes, of Avengers, and then with, he was played a semi major part in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. It was Josh Brolin playing him, yes, which was Josh awesome, Brolin. and Alexis Denisoff was playing the other. For all of you Buffy fans, as Allison Hannigan's husband, and also Wesley from Angel. But I don't know what his fate is because he kind of, it kind of seems like he gets killed by Ronan in Guardians. So I don't yeah, know if he's at- he just like breaks his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think he's coming back necessarily. But uh, um, now can you, I know like I said, you're not the comic expert, but can you kind of give us a, a bit of an insight as to what Age of Ultron is going to lead us into next? Like what the next big part of this storyline is? Uh, I think Age of Ultron is going to lead us into the into the Civil War, which I believe is the next movie, actually. Right, that's Cap's next movie, right? Uh, yeah, it's Captain America: Civil War, which is really going to be a Captain America and Iron Man co movie. Right. Uh, Civil War story in the comic books is for a, a superhero registration act. Which is something that the X Men have dealt with almost the entirety of their existence is the Mutant Registration Act. Right? Isn't this where Spider Man is supposed to come into play? Uh, Spider Man is is a major player in the Civil War because he is the first hero to publicly uh, announce who they are. He tells the world that he's Peter Parker. Uh, well, Stark already beat him to it. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, after everything happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, basically in the, the Civil War story in the comic books are a whole bunch of weird stuff's happening, and then all of a sudden the new mutants are fighting Nitro in a town in Connecticut. I forgot what town it is. And Nitro has, like, the ability to just explode. And so he just, like, destroys a school and kills, like, everybody in the town. And everyone's like, oh, no, these heroes didn't help, didn't save a day. We need to let everyone know so they're accountable. And uh, Iron Man's all for the... He, he, he originally... They started introducing it before this event happened. The, the government was like, maybe we should make them register. And Iron Man was like vehemently against it, even though everyone knows he's Tony Stark. Uh, but then that, that uh, thing happens in Connecticut. So then he becomes pro-registration. And during around the same time is when he starts hanging around with Peter Parker a lot, and he helps him, and he gives him the iron, the iron spider outfit, which is a cool now, outfit, but a little weird. Now I also like how uh, Spider-Man in this mythology is going to have always existed, so we don't have to see a third Peter Parker origin story. We don't need to see Uncle Ben dying again. 
so yeah, so Spider Man is like a major player in this because, like I said, he's he's on Tony Stark's side and he he's like the first one to come out and says that I'm a gay Spider Man. No, wait, no, he says that I'm not that type of coming out. Yeah. Uh, but Captain America is against it, of course. Another hero who everyone knows is Steve Rogers. <laughs> yes, of course. Against it, and Iron Man is for it, and then they just they people start picking sides, and uh, Wolverine is technically already registered, but he's hunting Nitro the entire time, and, and he runs into Namor. Um, how is Ant Man going to tie into all of this? Because he was supposed to be an original founder of the Avengers. Yeah, I don't know if uh, Ant-Man's on pro-registration side, I'm pretty sure. Now, um, also, um, as far as uh, Ant-Man goes, because I know his movie's coming out pretty soon, who's the villain supposed to be in that? Uh, I believe it's Yellow Jacket, which is another version of the same guy. So I'm guessing some of like, his, uh, his uh, the Pym particles or whatever, people will start getting, stealing it and stuff, and that's why he needs Scott Ladd to put on this outfit. Yeah. It should be interesting, and that's technically still part of Phase Two, right? Is 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 Ant Man? Uh, it's gonna be pretty cool how far these go. So, like um, back to like Civil War, oh. and then, oh, my favorite thing of Civil War is is freaking Deadpool puts it on himself to hunt down uh, uh, heroes that don't register. So the first the first group on his list is the Great Lakes Champions. Who used to be known as the Great Lakes Avengers, and they've always been known as like a big joke. They're just a bunch of loser superheroes. Like one chick is power is that she's super fat. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like there's more to it than that, but like that's pretty much like her thing. Oh, Scott and so Steiner he would love that one. Dude, he busts in on them, and they just beat the shit out of him, and then they tell him that they are they're already registered too. It's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> It's just Deadpool's like, you didn't register, bitches! And they just beat the fuck out of him and then tell him. So We're registered, by so the So when way. the Infinity War happens and everybody's going, which is going to be Thanos, right, as the main villain? Yeah, going to have to fight Thanos. So is he pretty much going to fight, like, 25 superheroes? Is that I'm, what... I'm, 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 I kind of imagine everyone's going to be involved. They might not all meet or, or anything, but I got to right. imagine, like, the Guardians are fighting a front... Out in space. And the Avengers are... This is going to be like the craziest cast to any movie ever. It's two movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're coming like a year apart. With other movies in between them. I know. This which is I'm be just nuts. like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is going to be freaking nuts. And so but I I'm, imagine... I'm freaking loving it. And like I said, like I've never been a comic book guy. I've never been the superhero comic book nerd. It's just... Not something I was ever into. And I love these movies. I love everything about them. I love their stories. I love the action. I'm so super pumped for this. So if I can get this pumped for something that I wasn't even necessarily, like, it wasn't necessarily a part of my nerd culture life, I can't imagine how other people are feeling right now. Uh, I mean, like, people got to be, like, wetting their panties left and right over this. If any wars, any wars can be... It's like, it's like I said, I gotta imagine Guardians of the Galaxy will be out doing a battle in space. The Avengers will be in a part of New York. The Defenders, which is the, the amalgamation of the Netflix people, which is uh, going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage, they'll probably be doing something in another. Uh, you know, the Inhumans will be coming in. The 
everything. <laughs> the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will have a part. It's going to be insane. It's going to be like two... Two hour, 45 minute, three hour movies. It's awesome, but I can't wait for them. All right. It's so, uh, be crazy. So, to wrap up our Avengers talk here, I got a couple of fun facts about the Avengers movie. Um, so, Robert Downey Jr. just kind of kept food hidden all over the lab set. So, any of those scenes when you see him eating in the movie, that's actual food that he hid that he's just picking up and eating and like the randomly bag of blueberries off- is like the biggest like, ra- like randomly offering it to people. It was he just did it because he was hungry. So he wanted to eat while he was filming. Yeah, famously it's the the silver bag of of uh, blueberries and he offers one to Banner when he's in like in mid sentence. Yeah, blueberry? <laughs> no. And then he's like he offers him to Captain America and then takes him back. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta imagine, like, because I like I've done some little acting things, and like we're doing all ad lib or we're sticking right to the script, and so I've been thrown off before by someone who freaking ad lib too much. Yeah, where I'm like, oh wait, it's my turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine what that was like, where you're trying to. To do your best acting job, and here's a guy with a fucking blue bag of blueberries in your face. And you're just like, the fuck are you doing? I think that's hilarious. Um, the uh, the principal actors were rarely in town at the same time, but one night when they were, Chris Evans sent them a mass text that simply said, assemble. And they all got together and went out on the town. Yeah, I heard Clark. Clark Gregg said it was like the best <laughs> like night of the whole The thing. best text message I've ever received in my entire life. Um, I think we've already talked about this before, but the character of Nick Fury was actually modeled after Samuel L. Jackson. So yeah, the, it came um, time, yeah, ultimate, the ultimate universe's version of Nick Fury. Yeah, so when it came time to cast him, I mean, there was pretty much no other option. Um, and of course this also has I understood that reference which is an awesome line and Chris Evans was like man I don't know if I want to do this I don't want everybody to think I'm stupid and then when he heard audiences laughing he's like oh actually this makes sense it makes sense he would understand a Wizard of Oz joke I also like how Tom Hiddleston said that basically (laughs) Loki basically to combat Loki everybody had to get together and form a team because I became such a badass (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Um, the shawarma line from Robert Downey Jr. was originally um, was ad-libbed. All he was supposed to do was wake up and be like, what's next? But J- Downey was just like, uh, that's not enough. That's not so that's, Tony Stark so, enough for him. Yeah, so he added the whole shawarma talk, and then shawarma sales skyrocketed in three different cities because of that line. Uh, I know they they added shawarma as like a power up in that in that Facebook game. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Oh man, so uh, so yeah, uh, it's the Avengers. I I really do feel like it's the uh, the best superhero movie ever made. I don't um, I'm not really sure like what else you can possibly say about it. Of, of every superhero movie that's ever been made, it's probably the best one, bar none. It's got the best story, the best action, the best casting. I mean, it really is a perfect superhero movie. And 
I hope that DC, when they do their Justice League film, can even be half as good as this one. But they've got a they got their work cut out for them. So I wish them luck. Yeah, well, they're they're going to have a really tough task because they're because they're trying to catch up and by doing it like all at this all at once. Whereas like this started in 08 with Iron Man. <laughs> right. And for a while it was like one movie a year. <laughs> well, they need to show a little more patience than to keep their quality up. Although I don't know. I don't, they don't seem to be struggling too much with the Marvel franchise. So even now that they got multiple movies coming out a year. Yeah. Like I think next year is like three movies or something like that. Well, I feel like Star Wars is going to start doing that same thing when they get all those standalone films. Yeah. But as long as the quality stays up, it doesn't matter. So uh, next week, guys, next week, we are going to review Taxi Driver. This is a fan suggestion or a listener suggestion by my buddy Chris Decker. Has suggested the classic film Taxi Driver, and that's what we're going to be watching next week. Talking to me? Talking to me? Ain't nobody else here. Ain't nobody else here. And then after that, we're going to do the Mad Max movie because uh, the new Mad Max is on its way out. Now, do you want to do both of them? I'm hardcore. I'm just going to watch all three. (laughs) Oh, geez, there's a third one. I've never seen Beyond Thunderdome, bro. Uh, Reason why War Games existed. Geez, I don't know if I can do all three of them, but all right, we'll try. I'll see what uh, I can we'll do. just review the first one. We'll, we'll just review the first one. I'm going to watch all three before. Yeah. I if, if I end up, if I end up being able to watch them, and I want to go for broke, then we might we might call an audible and change it on the spot. That's still but, two uh, weeks away. Yeah, but yeah, next week is Taxi Driver. So tune in next week. We'll talk about Taxi Driver. Until then, I am Chris. That is Dan. Yep. Avengers assemble. Disassemble and then reassemble tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! Bye. Peace.